Welcome to the Moments Podcast. We believe that every youth service should have three elements, worship, the word, and an exciting atmosphere. While we can't replicate our worship through song or our intense games on this podcast, we can certainly replay one of our favorite parts of the night, Pastor Wesley's message from God's word. So without further ado, here is this past Wednesday's Jesus Moment. How are y'all feeling tonight? That's a lot more like it. He's like, yeah, that's much better. <laughs> that's much better. I agree, Landon. That is way better. Uh, well, man, I am so excited to be here. There's no place like home with you guys on Wednesday night. I'm trying. I'm OCD, and these lights aren't on, and it is bothering the mess out of me. There we go. Problem solved. But uh, hey, I'm so excited. If, if we've not met, my name is Pastor Wesley. I have the joy and the privilege of leading this amazing group of students. And I mean, I'm just so excited and, and privileged and blessed to be here with you guys. And uh, just, just, just some kind of a couple of things. If it's your first time here or even your 10th time here, you all have a bulletin. Madison, can I see yours? You all have a bulletin, and I strongly encourage you to use it. It's got some fill in the blanks, okay? So it'll help you kind of follow along through the message. It's got a connection card on here. At the end, I'm going to give away 20 bucks cash. So we're going to draw for that with a connection card. And uh, I just feel like giving something away. So that's what we're going to do. So I strongly encourage you, use this throughout the night. It'll be a big help to you. Thank you. And, and I just wanted to, again, kind of introduce myself. So, Saya, if you'll put the picture up there for me. This is my beautiful bride and our baby-to-be. And uh, we're excited. We are more than excited, and so what what greater joy we have than to share our life with you guys and to make a difference in the lives of teenagers. And and we said it last week, you, there's like two people in the back that are dumbstruck, like, holy cow, I didn't know. Did y'all know? You didn't know? Your sister knew. Y'all gonna have some beef with Noel when you get home. I don't know, but Noel knows. (laughs) We posted yesterday and announced it. Uh, so everybody's all excited. We're, we're super pumped. And they're going to have the cutest mixed baby ever. I'm biased, but it's the truth. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not racist. That's the truth. Uh, but hey, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, well, man, I'm excited. And uh, if it's your first time here, we, we have a saying that we're starting to develop. And it's that you belong in community. And more than that, did you know that God created you to influence culture? and through culture of the world. And so I wanted to start off a series. Does anybody have friends in their life? Raise your hand. Hopefully all of you have friends because somehow or another you ended up here. And if you ended up here, you had to have, have a friend invite you somehow. <laughs> I don't have friends. I have family. Okay, whatever. Whatever. But inevitably, right? Would y'all agree with me that sometimes friends are hard to have? Yes? Sometimes friends suck, yes? Yes? Y'all have perfect friends? No, I don't either. And I was thinking about, <laughs> you know, in my own life, right? Like, I remember as a teenager growing up, I'll never forget, like, in elementary school, we, we, we go to, on this playground at our bus stop, and, and those kids were awful. Like, they were looking at, like, porn, and they were drinking, and they were cussing, they were doing all these things, and... And real quick, I was like, all right, I got to make a decision. 
am I going to fall in line with these guys or am I going to be different? And admittedly, I must confess that in several moments, I was so tempted to run with that crowd. And, and for seasons, I did. But I began to realize the older I got that it's not worth it. And we just finished a series in the book of Ecclesiastes on how, stay with me, life without God is, that wasn't good enough, life without God is meaningless. Wesley, I want to hear those sermons. Well, I'll show you how at the end of the night you can go back and listen to those sermons. And we just developed this theme that money, sex, drugs, all of that, like outside of the context of God, it's meaningless. It's not going to fill the God-sized gap inside you. Just trust me, it won't. Uh, but speaking of the trifecta, money, sex, power, fame, drugs, okay, all of those things, can you, can you put the first picture up there? Y'all, y'all know who these people are? Oh, yeah. Some of you? <laughs> Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Now, I know that technically they're like built-in best friends. They're brothers. But I figure if we're going to talk about friends, and if we're going to talk about how to have W friends, why not start out with a more iconic duo than these two? And their relationship is so funny because they trash talk, trash talk each other all the time. Are y'all siblings like that? Do y'all have siblings that are like, oh, they're trash talking me? Do y'all have friends that trash talk you? Okay, a handful of you. How many of you have ever felt like, man, my friends are awesome? Raise your hand. How many of you have ever felt like, man, my friends are not the best? Raise your hand. How many of you have ever felt like, Sometimes your friends are not the type of friend that they need to be for you. Raise your hand. A lot of hands raised. How many of you, okay, we're going to get, get personal. How many of you, right here, right here, right here, girls. How many of you have ever felt like sometimes you've not been the friend that you needed to be? Raise your hand. And so I hope that this series is very relevant tonight. I don't just want you to have friends. I don't just want you to be a friend. I want you to have W friends. A dub, okay? I want you to win at having friends. Zach's like, my mind's blown. I always wondered what that phrase meant. He is just in shock. Dub <laughs> whatever, you <laughs> punk. Uh, well, and I'm excited, so you'll take your Bibles with me if you have it. If not, it's going to be on the screen. And turn to Psalm 1. Turn to Psalm Chapter 1, I'd appreciate that. Psalms chapter 1. Psalms chapter 1. If I was more prepared, I would have had this pulled up, but I didn't get that far. So please forgive me. Please forgive me. I want to pray. There's a lot of movement. I'm going to pray. God, thank you for this day. God, I pray against distractions. I pray against distractions that you would help us to find the right and to be the right man. We pray these things in your name, Jesus. And the church said, amen. All right, so listen, you need to understand something. Okay, Logan Paul and Jake Paul, I'm, I'm give you, I'm, can I let you in on a secret? <laughs> okay, like, they kind of suck at the whole friendship thing. And I don't want you to do that. Like, if you leave here after these four weeks and you feel like you have not been equipped to be a good friend, to have good friends, and to lead your friends, I have failed you as a youth pastor. 
And that's what we're going to talk about for the next four weeks is what it means to be a good friend. Because listen, this matters, okay? You can, you can live your life however you want. You can go to college. You can do the dance. You can be that guy that has awful friends. You know, I was telling some high schoolers this morning, if you want a marriage like Taylor Swift's, then date like Taylor Swift. She's not married. How many boyfriends has she had? It's a lot. Do you really want a life like hers? Do you really want to live constantly chasing the next guy or girl to fulfill you? No, that's miserable. And we need divine truth to guide us and to help us know how to live our life. And so the text that we are in tonight is Psalms chapter 1. And you need to understand something. Psalms is a, is a, a, a biblical book. It's a book about poetry. Say poetry. And how do you read poetry? Do you read it like it's a textbook? (laughs) Andrew's like, I've been getting poetry wrong my whole life. I thought I could read it a certain way. Listen, context is king, and the context of Psalms is it's poetry. And so it's all these beautiful words that's trying to paint a picture. Okay, it's art to some degree. Are you with me? The writer of Psalm 1 is trying to paint us a picture. So what is the picture the psalmist is trying to write? How happy. Does it say miserable? Does it say depressed? How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked? And I'm just going to be honest, there's a lot of wickedness in your ears right now and in mine. TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. YouTube is not helping us. They don't stand in the pathway with, sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates, he chews on, he thinks about on God's word day and night. Now, when I get coffee, I like to sit and sip on it. Some of you, it's like gone. And it's just all in one motion. It's like, where'd the drink go? When I get coffee, I like to sip on it. I like to let it kind of simmer. I like to enjoy the coffee. And he's saying you need to enjoy and and meditate and soak in God's word. He is like a tree planted besides flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Next slide. And the psalmist ends it with this. He says, look, you see this picture? of this godly, righteous man that loves the Lord, loves God's word, knows his identity, the wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. It's like the best way to describe that. Y'all know when you're, maybe you, you see your parents or somebody mows your yard and there's all that dead grass left behind and it just blows all over the place. Yeah, that's kind of what it's talking about. It's saying the wicked, they blow around. There's no stability in their life. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Ignore the AC turning on. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. Listen, you want friends. You want to be a good friend. I want to help show you how. And I believe that God's word has the answer to how. And so I have four points tonight. And there are some weird names, but roll with me. Boxes, bread, boundaries, and babes. Yes, there's some weird points. 
Just roll with me. Okay, boxes, bread, boundaries, and babes. Just trust me, we're going somewhere with it. Now, you need to understand something. You have two choices in life. How many? How many? You can choose to love Jesus with everything in you and everything in your life. As the psalmist says, it points to the king. What you watch on the internet, what you look at on TikTok, what you put in your ears through your music. And listen, I know music is hard. I get it. There are some really good music that's really not good for you. Travis Scott does not make bad music. But that doesn't mean the music's not bad for you. Okay, I love rap music. I do, and I struggle with it. But I have to remind myself that sometimes there are things in your life that are not the best for you. Are you with me? Sometimes you see that guy or that girl that's so cute. There's a student that literally had a guy come up to them today, broke up with his girlfriend, girlfriend starts sobbing, homeboy walks up to the other student and says, will you be my girlfriend? Do you get the point? The world says, hey, this is what dating should look like. This is what entertainment should look like. This is what it means to be a friend. It's a lie from Satan. Satan wants to ruin your life. Satan would rather you be better off dead. Are you understanding the picture the psalmist is trying to paint? And you need to understand something tonight. What it means to be a good friend. And that's kind of the epitome, the, the, the circle point, the main point of the painting we are going to look at. And you need to understand that finding the right friends starts with being the right friend. And being the right friend starts with spending time with the greatest friend of all. And that's King Jesus. And that is King Jesus. And so my first point box is I kind of got ahead of myself. You know, it's like if I had a box on this side and a box on this side of the room, you have to ask yourself, which box are you choosing to place your life in? You can place your life in the hands of Jesus, or you can place your life in the hands of the world. And, and oftentimes, don't miss this. You attract what you are. You attract what you are. And so maybe sometimes you find yourself with not the best friends is because you're not the best friend to begin with. That should, that should, that should sink for a moment. And you got to make the choice. Am I going to stand in this box? Or am I going to stand in this box? Because oftentimes when you're standing in the Jesus box over here, you find other Jesus followers that encourage you, hold you accountable, and support you. You got to make the decision. And listen, some of you show up to church and you put on this mask like your life's perfect, but when you go home, you live like hell. You give your parents hell. You give your siblings hell. You give your friends hell. And that is just as dangerous as living in the box over here because you can live in the box over here and say, I follow Jesus all day long. But until you actually begin to live like and act like Jesus, the only person you're fooling is you. The only person you're fooling is you. And so if you want to be the right friend, you have to spend time with the greatest friend of all, and that's Jesus. Wesley, have to spend time with somebody not on this earth. Well, it's only like God gave us the greatest book ever written. 
And that's his word with instruction and life-giving principles. Life-giving. So finding the right friends starts with being the right friend, and being the right friend starts with spending time with the greatest friend of all, and that's Jesus. So boxes. Now bread, okay? Say bread. And there's this idea, what do you need to eat to survive? Wow, that's a shocking epiphany. I'm so glad we've all come to this. You need food to survive, yes? And listen, listen, you need spiritual food to survive. Are you with me? So you need bread spiritually. And I wrote this. What are you feeding yourself? What are you feeding your heart? Verse 2 says this. You delight in the Lord's instruction and you meditate on it day and night. Don't follow your heart. You guys ever heard this? I wrote this down. I'm going to read this off. I got this. Oh, I'm going to use that. That's good. And it's just some things that people say that just aren't true. Follow your heart. Anybody ever hear that? Just follow your heart. Be true to yourself. Believe in yourself. Live your truth. As long as you are happy, then you do you, boo. Those are lies. Because you know what happens when you choose to let your life revolve around you? You're miserable. And you will be for the rest of your life. Because you were not created to live your life for you. So if you want to be the right friend, you've got to realize life's not about you. It's about living your life, positioning your life for Jesus. Now, I've got to brag. You know, Brock doesn't know this. I think I told him this morning. Everybody say, hey, Brock. Brock's been with me since the beginning, and I love that guy, and he is a stud. And, uh, I mean, he's just amazing. And he loves the Lord, and, and, and he wants to see God move in our youth group and in his school, and, and he's a captain of the FCA. And, and I just prayed and prayed and prayed last week that God would move his practice times because they were brutal. I said, God, would you please just, just move his times so he can be here with us and celebrate what God's doing with us? Answer that prayer. Yeah. God answers prayers. God answers prayer. And the thing I love about Brock is, is Brock gets this. He understands that, that life is not about you. When you play sports, you have a very specific position to play. Now, Brock, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you made it your point to always have the ball, to always want to do what you wanted to do, your team would hate you. Yes? Because football is a team sport. It's not about you. And that's what the psalmist wants us to realize. It's amazing because nowhere in the psalm does it mention him. Because it's not about him. So that's, that's bread. Okay. Boxes, bread. Here we go. Boundaries. Oh, Wesley, you're going to go there. Boundaries are not a bad thing. Boundaries help guide us to an abundant life. They help guide us to an abundant life. You guys ever driven on the highway and you see those little bumper rails? Or you've been in the car on the highway and you've seen the bumper rails? And there's those little rumble strips in the road. Some people are looking at me like, Wesley, we've ridden with you. You love those strips. <laughs> Sometimes I'd be a little, little off the edge, but it's okay. That's how we live our life, on the edge. Front rows look, giving me a funny look. Whatever, I don't care. You get the point. It's the, the guardrails, are they there to hurt you? No. Are they there to protect you? 
And so if you want to be a good friend, you have to realize that one of the first most essential things you can do to be a good friend is have boundaries in your life. There are people you are not going to hang out with. There are places you are simply not going to go and things you are not going to do, say, watch, or think because you know it will not end well. Got to have boundaries in your life. The psalmist has boundaries in his life. It says this. He does not walk in the advice of the wicked, stand in the pathway of sinners, even sit in the company of doctors. That's powerful. Boundaries are not a bad thing. Boundaries help guide us through an abundant life. You know, it's like when you grow up, you're told to eat your vegetables. Well, there's truth to that. Because your body needs things that are good. And, and, and listen, friends, life is not all about what you can't do. Life's about what you should be doing. And that is living and walking and spending time with the creator of the universe that loves you and died for you. So finding the right friend starts with being the right friend. Being the right friend starts with spending time with the greatest friend of all, and that's Jesus. So my last point, and it's a bonus point. You know, I'm happily married to my wife. It'll be a year and a couple of months that we've been married, and it's been the greatest thing ever. It really has. But you know what I learned about my wife? She doesn't complete me. She just comes. And, and, and I realized that if, if the person that you're with is not helping you pursue Jesus, they're holding you back. Because somebody that truly understands the love of God understands what it means to love Jesus. Now, if I had to guess, there's probably maybe three people in this room that I can see getting married. I say, what? Three? What kind of love triangle is that? One of them, their girlfriend's not here. But there's only three people in this room that I could genuinely see getting married, and I'm cheering them on. Because they get it. They didn't just choose to date to date. They chose to date to marry. And they wanted to be with somebody that would love them unconditionally and point them to Jesus. Because, man, that's such better. Y'all know, some, some, some girls are toxic. As we nod in your head, some guys are toxic. Hopefully you're not one of them. <laughs> so if you ever want firsthand experience, ask some of our seniors, because they get it. This thing about friends, being the right friend, spending time with God, choosing the right partner, because here's what I've noticed. Why would I even include this in the message? Because so oftentimes the greatest temptation for teenagers is dating. And if you date somebody and they're not good for you, it's not going to end well. And you're only going to end up more heartbroken and more damaged after it's over. So you need boxes, you need bread, you need boundaries, and you need babe. That's funny. Finding the right friend starts with being the right friend, and being the right friend starts with spending time with the greatest friend of all, Jesus. I like my hand signal for the guitar player to come up. Pretty cool, huh? Be the right friend. So let me ask you, what kind of friend are you? Like, I just, I, I want you to think to yourself for a moment. What kind of friend are you? Are you the type of friend that people say, I cannot get enough of this guy right here, right here. 
Or are you the type of friend that when people think of you, they're going, I don't know. I don't know about that. And I wrote this down too. Who are you becoming as a person? Because being the right friend, I'm sorry, having good friends starts with being the right friend and being the right friend starts with beholding or looking at the right thing. So what have you been looking at this week? It's all that you've been living in filth. If we were to put your life the past week on this screen, what kind of person would you be? Could you look at everybody else in the room and say, be like that? Or if we were completely honest with ourselves, you'd say, Wesley, I'm kind of ashamed of some of the decisions I've made, the things I've said, and the people I've hung out with. Okay, and I'm not trying to guilt trip you. I'm just asking, which one are you? What kind of friend are you? Something we say all the time is that there is nothing like being in the room on Wednesday nights. While we have tried to give you a glimpse of that, we encourage you to get the full picture with us and join us in the room this Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Moments Podcast.